All right. This is episode three of the Picture Me Living podcast. Perfectly Imperfect. And I'm winging it again. And I'm winging it because I have a whole bunch of outlines and I got super organized planning this, but the execution was not organized at all. And considering I'm so late and I'm way more nervous than I anticipated, I just want to wing the first few episodes until I get my little groove and then I'm going to pull my outlines out. Let me know what y'all thought about the first couple episodes. I got some great feedback from people and I got three reviews. Super excited. Please leave a review. Not sure how Spotify works at all. Forgive my ignorance. But um, if there's a place to leave a review on there, I'm going to check later, actually, so that I can be a little bit more educated on Spotify. But I know on Apple, you can leave a review. And I heard someone say you can't put your name on the actual review that you write. You can leave your stars. Hopefully you leave five stars. But um, you can leave your stars with no questions asked. But if you actually actually write a review, you have to leave a made up nickname, which is a little asinine, but it is what it is. Um, and I think Apple reviews all um, all reviews before they actually post them on people's podcasts. So you can't just go on there and say, you know, you little stupid bitch and blah, blah, blah. I hated it. They're not going to allow that. I'm not even going to see it, actually. So if it, if it is a negative review, hopefully you hit me up first. But be nice about it, basically. That's what Apple is saying. You have to be nice about the negative reviews. You can't curse people out. So some of the feedback that I've gotten. Um, first of all, my own feedback. I went back and I listened. And... The first episode quality sounds so much better than the second episode quality uh, with my guest. And I did use two different programs. I think I'm going to stick to the second one. Um, And also my feedback to myself. Stop being so nervous. Nobody can tell. Like I couldn't even tell listening to myself, but I can feel it within myself guarding how I talk. I talk with my hands. I like to express myself when I talk with my body and I can't do that on a podcast. And I, I personally feel like I'm extremely monotone. That was one of the uh, complaints as an air traffic controller in the Navy. My superiors all said that I was extremely monotone and blah, blah, blah. And that's been a monkey on my back ever since I've heard that. And actually, it's not as monotone as I thought it would be. It's actually a pretty good radio voice. So there's that. I was actually shocked listening to myself. But my last feedback to myself would be, um, I came into this with the assumption that friends and family and social media friends, associates, etc., would be listening to this podcast. I joined a few podcast groups on Facebook and I realized, you know what? The goal is for strangers also to listen. So I have to be more descriptive because 
people aren't going to look at the social media first when I'm describing the places that I've been and the things that I've seen, the stories that I've told. So I have to be a little bit more descriptive. Bear with me while I work on it. With that being said, that is the first two feedbacks <laughs> that I got from people like, hey, can you describe the hotel in, in Italy a little bit more? Can you describe the houseboat? A couple of people said that I, I expected you to describe the houseboat a lot more in detail. And then uh, one person really close to me said when they listen to podcasts, the, their favorite ones are very descriptive. So I was like, shit, the only thing I really know how to do is curse and drink because I'm a sailor and have sex. So I don't really describe those things. But if I'm going to talk about travel, leisure and lifestyle, I'm going to have to learn how to be more descriptive. So bear with me while I learn how to be more descriptive. And that's the first thing that I'm going to go over essentially is a. Oh, and the last feedback I got from someone is uh, they feel like this is very therapeutic for me. And initially, I didn't look at it like that. I looked at it, like I said in the first episode. Um, I'm going to be very repetitive because I I really like to uh, hammer points into the wall. I really like for you to understand someone that's been misunderstood for 37 years. So I'm going to repeat myself a lot. And I do have a story to tell. I never looked at it as therapeutic. Um, A healthy way to talk about the story. Absolutely. A healthy way to be understood. Absolutely. Never viewed it as therapeutic. That was some interesting feedback. So I'm going to hit that person up on like episode 100 and because she says she would listen every week. I hope she does. Thank you. But um, I'm going to ask her then, do you still feel that same therapeutic energy or whatever? So let's go back over a few things real quick before we hop into the next topic. The houseboat that I stayed in in Paris... I want to read you the actual description of it. Uh, The name of it is the Alphonse. Totally useless information. Each boat is going to have their own uh, name, obviously. But it was built in the early 30s, 1931 to be exact. It is a studio apartment, essentially. And there are two studio apartments on this houseboat. One was occupied by... The owner, his name was Charles. He was there waiting for us all day for us to get there. He accommodated the entire fuck out of us. I mean, anything we needed, he was there. He was a text away and super nice. English was a little bit, you know, uh, shaky, but I don't know French at all. So who am I to judge? You know, that's what's so interesting about Americans and traveling. We are so entitled. And when I say we, I don't mean we, I don't, I don't mean me at all. I'm humble as fuck. It's y'all really. But I'm going to say we, because I have to, we are very entitled as Americans. We go places and expect people to know how to speak English, at least figure out the general consensus. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. Please. Thank you. Um, 
how to catch a taxi, how to get around, like download Google Translate, download your um, language ahead of time, the place that you're going. You can download it for offline use, um, screenshot some phrases if you don't want to learn the actual language. We are extremely entitled over here. Extremely. I got a lot of stories of traveling with people where they just American and goddamn, you're not going to talk to me like that. I have rights. Um, you actually don't have many, if any, rights <laughs> when you leave American soil. So that's that. Uh, and to expect people to know how to speak English is very um, childish. It is very because uh, we don't know how to speak their language. We didn't even try to learn how to speak their language before we went over there. So humble yourselves a little bit, download some phrases. Everyone is going to be an extremely thick language barrier in most places that you travel. Uh, sometimes you get down to the nitty gritty and you got to eat at McDonald's. They are not going to know how to speak English. I promise you, I promise you the average McDonald's worker, just like if you go to McDonald's here and there's a, a Japanese person that's a tourist here trying to order uh Shaniqua at the counter ain't gonna know how to talk to this person and they're not gonna know how to talk back to Miss Shaniqua there so um uh, it's the same thing when we go abroad they they don't know what the fuck we're saying they know what a Big Mac is but uh they got a lot of automated stuff now so we can uh also Google Translate allows you and the iPhone I just learned that this trick it allows you to take a picture of something and it'll translate. You know what? I should put that on my Instagram story. iPhone allows you to take a picture. You press and hold and a little small menu comes up and translate is an option. And as long as you have some signal, it will translate menus for you. It'll translate street signs. I mean, it's crazy, this technology that we have right now. So anyway, that was one of my tangents. Don't go places expecting people to know your language like calm down take it easy be patient okay with that being said let's go back to the houseboat uh, it did have a shower everything in it was original everything the fixings the uh, railing the doors the key the key was an original key from 1930 and um like I said, the host was right there, literally right right there. The Wi-Fi was not that good. I actually opted out of using the Wi-Fi. That's once again in a, a first world, uh, American first world, I should say, because France is pretty up there. But it's an American luxury that we expect in lodging that is not going to always be great depending on the lodging. So... That's another thing that I humble myself on. And I have an international plan that I pay AT&T $5 a day for for little faux pas like that. It did have a little kitchen. He had coffee and tea in there available for us, cups, um, little plates. But it was so close to restaurants that none of that mattered. He did have quiet hours. Most Airbnbs do. But because he lived in the second studio part that was beneath us, um, his quiet hours were serious. So I think it was, I'm looking for it right now. It was like 10 p.m. No additional guests. 
If I had any additional guests, I had to run it by him first. Which if you know the the person lives there, if they tell you that, just run that by them. Um, A key ingredient to booking on Airbnb is to read the reviews. And I'm going to tell you why later. But uh, Charles, his reviews, they say uh, Charles, Charles, Charles. I might be butchering that. I remember I first heard that in French. I was like, did she say Charles? Because, you know, I'm an entitled American. I couldn't help it. But anyway, um, his reviews were impeccable. Uh, If you want to look at it, I am going to post the actual link to his Airbnb. He has a 4.9 rating, 166 average a night. And uh, I'm going to post the link on actual Picture Me Living Instagram. Houseboat, Eiffel Tower, lit. I will post the link on at picture underscore me underscore living. So people wanted to know more about the hotel that I stayed, the resort hotel that I stayed in Italy. The number one question was, was the pool heated? I think I answered that. It was heated, you guys. I was not hopping on cold snowy pool it was extremely heated the floors were heated it was extremely comfortable they provided us robes they provided us bags they provided us slippers they provided us with a lot of shit towels uh endless supply of towels but i will be honest i don't know if i said this last time but hopping out the pool to my robe them six seconds was I, I almost died in those. I ain't gonna lie. That that was the coldest I ever <laughs> I ever been in my in my life, especially the time that I was in the actual hot tub part. because uh, it was several hot tubs. It was at least three or four hot tubs. Some of them you had to rent, actually rent because of uh they they finna get their money. One thing I didn't know uh, that drew me there was the alpacas. They're little cute, Google it, little cute, um, small horses, ponies, whatever you want to call them, um, or whatever you want to compare them to. You call them alpacas because that's what they are. They live in the mountains. And that's one of the things that drew me there. You got to pay to see the motherfuckers. You can't just go see them. So I ain't know that until I got there. Um, so that I did leave that part out. They could mention that, like, hey, you want to see these alpacas that we posting online and stuff? We you going to pay. And it's like 200 euros. It's not cheap. But it's because they summon them over there with food and they take care of them. Uh, there are a couple hot tubs there that were for rent with roses all in it and stuff. Um, I didn't do all that. I didn't feel the need to. Why? Because this is geared for couples it is a 16 and over resort and it is geared for couples yes i did run into people that were not couples and i was there with my son he's not 16 either they did not check his passport mind you remember how i told y'all god hand delivered june's passport his name was spelled so wrong and we didn't notice it <laughs> until the week before. And I was like, you know what? We finna go. I don't know if we finna get stuck, 
But me and two ran is finna tour Europe with this wrong ass name on his passport. So not only was my son's name spelled wrong, but he went to a 16 and over resort and he's not 16 yet. He'll be 16 in November. It is a couple's resort. It, it doesn't say couples only, but it does give couples only vibe. And there was a, uh, it's funny because I went to the heated pool because the view at the heated pool during the day is just amazing. And I went back because that's kind of the highlight there. And it was so many couples in there. I was like, nah, man, I ain't about to sit here with y'all. So that's when I went to the hot tub and I, and I met the non-couples that were just kicking it. Like, cause they were sick of that shit too. Um, and it was all kinds of couples. There it was a couple that was, you know, two boys. It was friends. It was, you know, honeymooners, whatever. And another thing that drew me there, they have a, um, breakfast in a heated bed outside and I was like oh I'm gonna book that I, I knew that I was gonna have to pay for that I'm gonna book that as soon as I get there girl bye that was booked months in advance I had to watch people <laughs> eat their breakfast I was gonna ask one of the people because I had bet them previously like yo when y'all get out of bed can y'all just leave y'all food right there I'm just gonna go take a picture I was like, nah, that's that's a little bit too much. I'm going to let them enjoy Because they give you a shitload of food. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot of food. So, hopefully, I went into a few more details. Um, if you would like to see all of this, it is on my highlights at picture underscore me underscore living. I may post some more stuff. Um, I did post quite a few things on my personal page. Um... It was just so beautiful. I had to share and it was a lot of downtime. It was a lot of living in the moment with downtime. It was a lot of conversation. So it gave me time to reflect, but also document it along the way. So my topic today, it was already going to be a travel topic. I asked on my personal page, on my personal Instagram, would you travel back to the DR? Yes or no? And if so, what are your travel plans? And that was an all-inclusive question. I just wanted to ask it real fast. Even if you haven't been, just based off of what all the shit they were saying, like in 2019, you go to the DR, you're going to die. Like, okay. Anyway, my bags are packed. I'm going. So, immediately people forgot about that, all of that with COVID. I mean, just boom. Soon as stuff started reopening with COVID, the DR was one of those places that people ran to so fast. Like, they never closed, essentially, right? And it's like everybody forgot about that. So, when I went, I went December of 2018, and this is going to be a review of the Dominican Republic when I tell you this is the most frequently asked destination that I've been to on at picture underscore me underscore living on that Instagram page, I've been, I can't count how many highlights I have because I have one open, right? I have the DR open right now. I'm not going to count, but <clears throat> I've been asked so many 
questions about Punta Cana that I can't even count. Uh, strangers that don't even follow the page that have seen me tagged in the DR come and ask, how much was your flight? Where did you stay? Did you stay in the Airbnb? How was the food? I don't get nearly as many questions combined on any other trip. Can y'all believe that? Than the Dominican Republic. And that is a place that when I went, I said I would never go back to. Can y'all believe that? I think I said that actually. Like, okay, it's been fun. I spent four days here. So what was cool about this trip, we went on Christmas Day. And I, I said to myself, every Christmas, I'm going somewhere with a beach. Every single Christmas, I am not playing with y'all. I'm going somewhere with a beach every Christmas. I mean, that's just how much joy arriving there on Christmas gave me. Mind you, I have I have an older kid. Um, I'm already not the uh, typical parent. Uh, June, go away. Go stay with your dad. Go stay with somebody. I'm going somewhere. First of all, who said that Jesus was born on December 25th anyway? Like, why do we have to celebrate Christmas on that particular day? Why can't my kid open his gifts on December 22nd? Who the fuck made up these rules? And why do y'all just minimize yourself and follow these rules? Like, we could all travel somewhere on Christmas Day and have a great time. It's so much cheaper. Ain't nobody at the airport. But no, you got to watch your kids wake wake up and Santa got to bring them gifts, man. Anyway, DR, amazing. Christmas Day. Totally recommend traveling on Christmas morning because everybody's following the pagan rules of opening Christmas gifts on December 25th. Boom. I said, there we go. So planning it, it was a couple strip. I know I said I don't like, I don't like labels. Once again, I'm going to repeat myself. I do not like labels. I don't like girl strip and I don't like couple strip. I don't like them. I don't like labels. I like the natural evolution of life. I don't like to be difficult and force myself into a box. Okay. With that being said, a couple invited myself and my life partner. So, for lack of a better term, it was a couple strip. Anybody could have came that wanted to come, but y'all, like I said, y'all motherfuckers want to see these badass kids open these gifts on Christmas morning. So, I don't even think I invited anyone else because of it being on Christmas. And that's just something I wanted for myself, actually. I didn't really want to be in a big group. And... We were going to fly Spirit out there. I'm totally not against Spirit or Frontier. Um, Frontier would take you from Atlanta to Denver for $40. I don't understand what the fuck the holdup is. Like, You might have to sit next to a, a stinking-ass German Shepherd, but God damn it, it's $40. I don't understand what the problem is. I just I don't understand what the... It's the same fucking airplanes. It's an Airbus. Like the FA is not going to approve planes that are gonna fall out of the damn sky. So 
you just going to sit in a folding chair next to a, a stinking German Shepherd. Absolutely. But it's $40. So we was going to fly Spirit from Atlanta to uh to Dominican Republic. But the layover in Fort Lauderdale was asinine. And uh, the whole point, Christmas Day, is not to be in an airport on <laughs> Christmas Day fucking with Spirit. And uh, we end up paying like $800 per ticket for a Delta flight. Which, by the way, probably one of the most expensive plane tickets that I purchased. Um, that probably is why I don't want to go back there. Or at the time, I didn't want to go back there. Maybe. Maybe that's a factor. Something to think about. I don't spend $800 on plane tickets. We'll get into cheap ways to find cheap plane tickets later. But I did plan that. Like, we got asked, I think, around October. And I immediately said, yeah. So when Trey says, yeah, when I commit, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. Uh, even if I have to overextend myself. I am going to go. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I, I I got a lot of negative things to say about that, but that's the positive trait in me that everyone loves. If I commit to something, I'm going to go. I don't care who you invite. I don't care how much the ticket is. I am going to go because I'm not going to commit if I don't have the money or if I don't like the company that you keep around you. I, I wouldn't commit to that. So if I commit, I'm going to go. So once I saw that price for the Delta ticket, I was a little bit apprehensive, but I'm like, you know, we can't back out. That's, you know, they counting on us. And they booked their um, Airbnb. They booked the Airbnb on their own. So this is where we're going to revisit reading the reviews. At the end of our stay, the Airbnb owner sent an additional invoice for the water and the air condition. And at the time, I do not believe that that was in the reviews. I believe that was just happening at the time. I believe now you'll have so many reviews because I know we left one. Listen, this is a this is affordably priced or whatever, but you will have a bill at the end for four hundred dollars or whatever. And I've seen since then, like people complain about that on Instagram. But at the time, that was just unheard of. Like, wow, like you really finna charge me for using the air condition, bro? It was ninety degrees outside. I needed the air condition for comfort. Um, the Airbnb we stayed in uh, Cartagena was like that also. But they let us know ahead of time. They told us, cut the air condition off when you leave. There will be a bill. for We're, we're monitoring this, essentially. We're going to leave you a bill. There was not a bill for water usage there, but definitely the DR charged us for using water. Now, if you remember around that time or after that, it was a big deal about uh, Dominican Republic resorts putting like stuff in their drinks and people were dying. I wouldn't recommend staying in the DR Dominican Republic resort. 
But if you follow Picture Me Living, and this is a whole nother rant of mine, I don't recommend staying in resorts anywhere. If you're going to go somewhere and stay in a resort, you might as well stay in your city, go to the Ritz-Carlton, put the beach on your flat screen, order you some massages, order you some food, and that's the same fucking experience. Like those, The food at resorts are uh, curated for Americans. There's nothing authentic about staying at a resort you have to leave the resort to get an authentic experience um in that country specifically mexico i mean they you're not going to get no real tacos in any mexican resort it's going to be curated for americans and american taste you're going to be able to get plenty of italian food japanese food and those especially the all-inclusive places i i just personally i don't see the point but sometimes they are affordable and I will contradict the fuck out of myself if it's a lick to be hit I would definitely stay in Cabo we stayed in an all-inclusive resort because the price was right um yeah you just have to leave the resort to actually experience things so with that being said back to the DR we stayed in an Airbnb that was so offbeat that we were actually looking for resorts um, we had some of the best seafood that I've ever had in my life at the beach by our resort. We even went there two times after that. That's just how good it was. Um, trying to figure out this beach name, uh, Playa, Playa Bavaro. Uh, Yeah. The best seafood ever. But when I tell you none of the other food the whole four days was like uh, mind blowing at all. It was it was pretty basic. Captain Cook Restaurant, Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. Best seafood I've ever had in my life. Captain Cook Restaurant, Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. It is in our highlight. And if I have to... Re- <laughs> literally uh reiterate how so i want to reiterate how how many questions i got from the dominican republic um highlight on instagram um it was man i wish i could count it right now it, it would take a lot of time to actually count how many people inquired about this seafood listen go watch the highlight right now the best seafood i've ever had in my life so we booked a an excursion together on a trip advisor i highly recommend trip advisor come on trip advisor sponsor me i highly recommend trip advisor specifically for booking excursions however we end up finding a better one just by walking around Putacana. And uh, I end up canceling the one we booked on TripAdvisor. Booking this one, it's a lot of people hustling out there. You can find you some good excursions uh, from the people hustling. And we took a catamaran out to uh, Isla Verde, I believe that's what it's called. It's a few islands off the coast of uh, Putacana. Definitely hit those up. Because those beaches in Punta Cana are not good. 
And so when I asked the question on my Instagram the other day, would you go back? The few people that said no, it was 12% that said no, 88% said yes. Um, the people that did respond back saying no said that the beaches were horrible. Can't make this up. I, di- I didn't tell anybody to say that. Uh, but they probably didn't go to those islands that were, you know, offbeat or whatever. Definitely take those excursions. And if you do stay at a resort, they will probably offer you those excursions for a, a fee or whatever. Definitely hit those excursions up. And if you don't, if your resort doesn't offer those TripAdvisor or just walk around and meet people, it's plenty of people trying to make money and will take you somewhere. So because we stayed in the Airbnb, it was not a lot going on. We could not find parties. We couldn't find parties to save our life at all. And uh, <clears throat> we ended up finding a driver the last day and a half. And we were with a, a Mexican couple that spoke fluent Spanish, obviously, with the Mexican dialect. And Dominican dialect is a little bit different, apparently. So uh, we found a driver, cool as hell. His name is Frank. Frank almost killed us, though. I don't know if I want to recommend Frank. Frank had a bottle in the car. And was pouring himself a drink. None of his seatbelts worked in the back seat. Mind you, we're driving up a mountain and I'm in the middle of the back seat. And the seatbelt's not working. And Frank pouring up some Dominican rum. Like, bruh. Um, Frank was lit. So I don't know if I <laughs> I don't know if I want to recommend him. Um uh, and when I started seeing all the stuff that was going on in the DR, I was like, yeah, I could kind of see that. And to piggyback on the not staying at resorts, you got to think, you know, we're entitled Americans. People are craving our dollars, our American dollars. So they're going to water down drinks. Um, buy your own liquor at the duty free. Please buy your own liquor at the duty free at the airport when you get there. Or get it at the airport here in America so that you can avoid it. That's a workaround to make your resort stay a little bit more enjoyable. Um, I'm not a complete hater of anything of travel related. Like I said, I contradict myself real quick if the price is right in a resort. You will see me in a resort if the price is right. Um, that's pretty much my DR review i think to answer my own question there's a 60 percent chance that i would go back i know i said that i wouldn't when i was there it was definitely hard to get around the first three days we walked a lot of places our safety was um jeopardized one time at night um this guy just kept leading us away from population and he just kept telling us, yo, I got you. It's a party over here. It's a party over here. It's a party over here. And I eventually had to speak up and be like, nah, I'm, we just going to stay at this party. Even though it's kind of whack, we just going to stay at this party. Um, just be cognizant of your surroundings and who you meet, just like any other destination. I'm 60% because I really want that seafood again. I want that seafood so bad go look at that picture 
and reply on it. DM me and let me know what you think. We actually, like I said, we went three times. It was so good every single time. And the DR has been presented to me. <laughs> actually, like this is the third time. This is why it, you know, really prompted me to talk about it so soon. Because it's not one of my favorite trips. The company was one of my favorite. Um, I love the company. We see them all the time in Las Vegas. But um, it was just, uh, it was some good parts. And it was it was some, you know, laxy-daisy parts. But it, overall, it was a great trip. The excitement of being somewhere on Christmas was exciting. So the people that are inviting me now, they just want a vacation there just for GP. That's where I'm 40% no. It's like, man, we could go to St. Lucia. Like, we could go some places, picture me living ain't been. Or we could revisit Turks and Caicos. We could, I would love to go back to PVR, Mexico. I would love to um, go back to Colombia. I would love to go to different places in South America, actually. Uh, Bogota, I want to go there. So when I, when you look at the totality of like, it's so many other places I could go. That's why the percentage is so low. Like, mm, now if y'all pay for my flight, then, uh, oh yeah, I meant to mention, um, there is a Nickelodeon resort in the DR and, uh, my hairstylist Monet went with her daughter and she said they had a blast, like from the kid to the adult part, it was an entire vibe so i mean i wouldn't go there without a kid but if you have little small kids that are still into nickelodeon apparently you will still have fun there as an adult there's plenty of drinks plenty of things to do and she definitely went after um the whole dr drama <laughs> social media drama that scared people away um i think i really went over that everything that was exciting about the dr to me lots of liquor lots of fun lots of good conversation one thing i loved about this couple this is a segue into uh, another topic for another day um they didn't nickel and dime us um i know at the end the individual hit her up for a couple hundred dollars and she let me know and we split that but I'm actually going to ask this on my Instagram story. How bad have you been nickel and dime before? I, I want to know some stories because I've been on a trip before where at the end of the trip, somebody told me I owed them $20 or something. $20 for something that I ain't even asked for. And if you if you traveled with me before, you know I bring shit. I'm going to bring some flasks when it's a big group. I'm going to bring some flasks with your name on it, the city in the in the year. The Toronto ones were my favorite. And they really came handy during that wine tasting that we did. That was a that was a lit moment. That was a lit ride. I'm happy. <laughs> we took a ride somewhere in Toronto where the driver would not stop talking. Luckily, I sat in the back. But whoever sat up front, I don't even remember. We had to thank her at the end of the day for taking one for the team. That Man, he would not stop talking. Just yap, 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 yap. So them flasks really came in handy. But uh, yeah, it was a, it was when I was a uh, petted, 
it was an insignificant item like my flask. Like, you know, this is a gift. I'm just bringing this to you to, just to add to the trip. So, um, I've actually had a, a lunch with someone before that this is when I was single momming it and I didn't have much money. And uh, we went to a Mexican happy hour in Sandy Springs, Georgia. And I think I ordered a couple drinks that were like $4 margaritas. And she ordered cheese dip. And at the end, when the waitress came out, I guess my company assumed that when I said one check, that she was going to pay, that I was saying that sis was going to pay for it. She was like, uh-uh, I got the cheese dip. And I... I was like, okay, we could get two we could get two checks. I mean, I didn't take offense to it immediately until I got home and thought about it. Like, I said one check because I was gonna pay for it. Your cheese it was five dollars, sis. Like, why is we why are we splitting this fourteen dollar tab? <laughs> why are we splitting this fourteen dollar tab? I can't travel with people like that. So, what's the most pettiest break down the prices on a trip on a dinner like and I get it some people you have to do like that some people are really going out to eat with you because they know that you are going to pay for it and you do kind of have to like put your big girl panties on and be like yo you know um this is how much this was because you know I've also been on trips with people that will pay for everything and I've had to say, hey, I'm just going to cash up you a couple hundred dollars. I noticed you paid for the last three dinners or whatever. Because one thing I don't want to do is ruin a good experience for someone because they feel like they're always paying for something. So it does work both ways. I'm going to ask that question. I got to figure out how to word it and make it simple. Help, help me out with that question. What's the most petty breakdown on a trip, on a dinner, on any type of group event that you've had and how did it make you feel hit me up see y'all next week